And what's up, everybody? Justin here from WWE Mentality. Another exciting episode that we have in store for you today. And joining me, as always, is my good old buddy, Jamie Wentz, Ralph Wentz. I call him JR. So when you hear me say JR, you know I'm talking about that guy. He had a podcast called Bump the Mat. And I'm sure a bunch of you were listening to that one. But now we've decided to join forces, and we are all on WWE mentality these days. So, JR, how you doing today, brother? <coughs> I'm sorry. I am very great. I mean, it's my day off. I have my son with here with Peace. me by my side. Jackson, do you want to say hi? No. no. He never wants to say hi. <laughs> That's right, man. He's a silent killer type. He, he I think is, we talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah, we did. But uh, it's a very good day. Uh, very nice weather outside other than the rain that just downpoured on us about two hours ago but yeah, yeah pretty nice shaping up outside i do want to say though jr we have a sponsor we do we have a sponsor oh man why are you Did just breaking this to me now well because i wanted to i wanted to get your reaction <sighs> while we were on air well now you got it we I are just wet my pants wwe mentality is all brought to you by obx chevy oh obx chevy if the chevy man can do it he can if you, he'll put you in the Chevy, the Chevy man can right there at the foot of the Wright Memorial Bridge in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Check him out online at obxchevy.com. Talked to Mark Hellman yesterday. Love that guy. Saw David EKO up there for a little bit. Did, so, you, did you at least hit him with a stunner or something? I tried, you know, but the thing is, is he had some backup, man. It would have been like a handicap match. He had the dominant with him. The part-timer. The part-timer. What was he doing there? He was up there shopping, man, buying him a new Chevrolet. Uh, buying that Chevy minivan because he's, yeah, he's going to need that. Baby. that. Yeah, he's going to need it. You're going to need to make extra space in your vehicle now, too, though. Uh, he's got yeah, one on the way. Yeah. I'm not dealing with that just yet. But anyway, <laughs> OBX Chevy, the official sponsor of WWE Mentality. Awesome. Uh, also, you can, you know, different platforms you can find this podcast on. You can find us on Anchor. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on all your major platforms. Spotify and over at obxtoday.com because obxtoday.com is your hub for all things Outer Bank. But on topic, JR, we got a lot to cover today, man. Oh gosh, yeah. SummerSlam. Biggest, First of all, biggest party letdown of the summer. I'm just kidding. Not the biggest, biggest party letdown. letdown. No, no, I'm just kidding. It was a good, it was a good party. Good, good, yeah. good party. Good yeah. SummerSlam. Okay. All right. Now it, it was a little unclear. They were talking about moving some matches around onto the kickoff show. And in reality, they only really moved one match to the kickoff show and added a couple of matches to the kickoff show. With the one match being moved to the kickoff show, we'll start this off. WWE Cruiserweight Champion Drew Glock defeated Oni. On, on, how do you say? Oni Lorkin. Oni Lorkin. Your thoughts, JR? Because I think we both picked Oni to win that match, did we not? I think we did, but unfortunately, I was at our local Publix getting a really nice roast beef sandwich. So um, I was unable to watch this. Unable to watch the match. I mean, it was a good match, but I'll be honest with you. I didn't have a whole lot vested in it, you know? Uh, So I I didn't really pay too close attention to it. Of course, I was in the middle of trying to do some cooking at my house myself. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews, they had a match going on, and it it was a disqualification because Rowan disrupted the match, attacked Buddy Murphy outside on the ring, and said, keep my name out of your mouth because if you remember at the end of last week when Roman Reigns was like you know who did it I know you and he said Rowan yeah. Rowan well Eric Rowan they just call him Rowan now I still call him Eric Rowan uh, was not exactly happy about that your thoughts JR um this is a weird but yet interesting storyline that they are pulling off right now 
Um, I do have some backstage news on this said storyline, but we will get to that later. Uh, as far as my thoughts, uh, I don't really have any. I mean, I, I, not much to think about there. When it when it really comes to Rowan, I was never a fan of his anyway. So for him to attack Buddy Murphy in this yet interesting, weird storyline they got going on, I mean, doesn't mean anything. See, when it comes to those, you know, former members of the Wyatt family, I was always a Luke Harper kind of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? When they were the Bludgeon Brothers, I could get down with that. But then, I mean, what happened? I don't know. They fell apart. Regardless, we must press on. Uh, So Elias came out. Of course, he's singing a song downgrading the entire country of Canada (laughs) and Toronto as a city. (laughs) He would never do that. No, heck no. Not that guy. But Edge came out and hit him with a spear and, and definitely put Elias in his place that night. Edge got the crowd riled up. It was it was definitely cool to see you, him back in the ring. It was so cool to watch this moment because you could see the emotion on Edge's face when he climbed into the ring and very surprisingly put a spear because, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but Edge is not ever, I don't think it's been like eight years since he made a wrestling move. I think you're right. I don't think he's ever been cleared to do so because of his neck injury, but... There's a whole bunch of rumors after that spear about if he's getting back in the ring, who's he going to face. I mean, let's not jump the gun here yet, people. It's just, I mean, it is a good move, but it's just a spear. He is I mean, the rated R superstar. He is. If he's, gonna make, hey, if he's making a comeback, I'm on the train. All right. Well, you heard it right here first. JR <laughs> is on the Follow edge me. train. Let me in. Let me, oh, Lord, that guy. <laughs> we'll talk about him in a little bit. But then, uh, okay, then they added a match. You know, we were looking at it last week when we did our SummerSlam special podcast. We noticed that there was no tag team matches whatsoever on the on SummerSlam. Well, that changed in the kickoff show. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defended their titles against the Iconics. The Iconics got their rematch, and that was kind of a throwaway match to me. Like, yeah. nothing real intriguing about it. I like the fact that they gave the Iconics a chance to gain their titles back, but... Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross just dominated and, and put them away. Put them away rather easily, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, for that being said, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how long Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross hang on to those tag team titles. They actually have another title defense that they had on Raw that we'll talk about uh, coming up in a little bit. But So, kicking off the show, Becky Lynch defeated Natalia in a submission match. Um, I was heartbroken. Right. This hurt me, bro. Yeah. Like, seriously. I, you're I on, you're wanted, on a natty train. I am a natty fan. That is my girl. Yeah. That is my girl now. Sorry, Dana Brooke. You were my girl, but natty is my girl. And, like, I, I was very heartbroken by this because I thought for sure Natalia was going to beat her. I was like, Natalia is going to take both, this title. I thought we both picked that, didn't we? We were, I, we we were, on, the quite, we were quite on the uh, the picking train there. Exactly. Yeah, for the yeah. first couple of matches, yeah. we did. Uh, but, yeah, like... Becky Lynch, I mean, put her in the disarmor. And, I mean, she wrenched on her arm for a little while before Natalia decided to tap. Ah. You know what I mean? The match was a good match. Submissions match. So, of course, they're trying to do everything they can to, you know, put moves on each other, submission, yep. submissive moves. Um, but it was a good match. But it ended in a way that I wish was a little different. But you know what? Things happen. Uh, you know, I'm like you, JR. I think you made the comment last week that uh, Natalia is – kind of on her way out in a sense. She's been in the game for like 10 years now, you know? Um, I just want to see her get some championship gold one more time before she hangs up her boots. She might as well pair with Beth Phoenix and go for the the tag team champions because I don't think it's going to be any major championship. You know what? I don't like the way you're thinking right now, JR. (laughs) I don't like that thought at all. 
But it's your it's your story, and you're sticking to it. It's your opinion. You are entitled to it as well. So yeah, that didn't go exactly as planned. Goldberg, man, the Goldberg Dolph Ziggler thing. All that right. was actually cool to watch. It was, but For I didn't like Dolph was like, <laughs> you're you know you stand toe to toe with me and like screaming at him after he'd already been speared, pinned, and put away because Dolph Ziggler hit him with a couple super kicks right out the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, hit him. Sweet chin music. Right in the mouth. Oh, don't. No, nah, it's, it's Dolph Ziggler. Don't use the sweet chin music Dolph, for, Dolph, for Dolph. Dolph. Don't give him that. Dolph elevated sweet chin music. Oh, my. God. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to come across I'm totally this kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, what did you think about all that, though? Goldberg um, beating Dolph Ziggler like that and the way it all went down. With the storyline, I, I, I kind of enjoyed it after, you know, Dolph played his little skit on Goldberg coming out, you know, the dressing room and acting like Goldberg. That kind of got me more uh, vested in it. But I got to tell you that when Goldberg came out, I was watching his body language and his facial expressions in that match. Didn't seem like he was very interested in being there. I mean, I know he's Goldberg, big tough dude, wants to play the character, but I've never seen that look on Goldberg's face like, why am I here right now? Why am I facing this guy? But as far as the match goes, it wasn't eight seconds. It's more, I think, like uh, two minutes, minute 30. But uh, the, what they did after was uh, was awesome. Just back and forth, like any dip bleep can yeah. put moves on me like that or something like that. And then Goldberg comes out, spears yeah. him again, gives him a little pat on the face, like I'm not gonna get you this time. And then he ends up running the ropes and then yeah. full speed into Dolph. But Dolph, is, you know, I gotta give Dolph credit where credits due. He is one of the best sellers in the business and tells a very good story. That's true. And if I may, I want to back up just a little bit and mention that I love the fact that the pyrotechnics, the pyrotechnics were definitely, you know, a, a nice plus yeah. to the entire show. Because when was the last time we saw pyrotechnics? So, uh, or uh, Mania? Because they yeah. cut them out of all the regular shows. Raw and SmackDown don't have them anymore. I hadn't seen them on a pay-per-view in quite some time except for Mania. They always have pyrotechnics. Yeah. So to see pyrotechnics at SummerSlam was really an, an added bonus It to was me. cool to actually see that. I actually made a comment. to I was watching SummerSlam with a couple buddies of ours from yeah. TWO, mm-hmm. uh, our Facebook page, uh, Team WWOBX. Right. But I was watching it with them, and I'm like, dang, pyro. Yeah. That's weird. Like, it must be, it must be an arena thing or a country thing where they don't allow... No, I, I, I think I don't, I don't know. know. We got to get to the bottom. We do need to figure that one out because, you know, that thought kind of crossed my mind too. It's like, well, they were in Canada. Right. I don't think that it's anything. I don't think it's a, 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 a law of any sort about pyrotechnics. I think I thought it was a WWE thing. I thought it was a Vince McMahon thing. But we'll find that out. Okay. We'll figure that out. All right. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. I want to be honest, JR. Match was good, but it wasn't. It didn't live up to the hype that right. I put behind it, man. I agree. I agree. Did not live up to the hype. I thought I expected a lot more from this match. Um, but you know what? There's a reason why things happen the way they do. AJ Styles reign victorious. Now, where does that make where does where's Ricochet gonna land after all this? Um, I don't know. I really hope he, he teams back up with Aleister Black and goes for the tag team championships. That would be cool to see. That would be cool to see. Like and I hate to say this, it's gonna sound horrible. Except for heavy machinery, the tag team divisions are a little stale. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not a Viking Raiders fan. No, you shouldn't we'll, be. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit, but it, that would be cool to see for sure. Uh, SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey beat Ember Moon. Uh, Bailey to belly off the top ropes, kind of did her in. Uh, why they didn't? I'm still trying to figure out why they didn't pass the belt. I just don't think Bailey's got it, man. Dude, There's something I about think, Bailey. I don't know. I, I 
think she's getting it back, though, bro. Like, I think your tweet to her caused her to reevaluate herself. I think herself. it was me. I think you were the voice of reason for her. Well, think about it. No, think about this. Think about this, JR. Ever since you tweeted her and said, you need to drop this goody two shoes image and get a little bit more rough around the edges. Yeah. She's been a little rougher around the edge. She's she's fought a little harder. She's played the game a little bit differently. But you've been a you've been a fan forever, and you know good storylines, good characters. You keep going with it. But with her, it's like off and on. You know, it's not consistent. That might just be me. But that was it was the exact same thing that happened to Becky. Oh yeah. She was a stale character, and then she turned into something monstrous overnight. Yeah, it was. I could see Bailey going that way. I, can see I, I hope so because I mean Bailey's a great talent. Right. I just, I'm not buying into her character right now. I got you. I okay. think she flipped off. I think she. Flipped. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. All right, Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. We all knew Kevin Owens was going to win that yeah, match. Yeah, no doubt. We all knew he was going to win. They're not going to get rid of Kevin Owens. He's too much of a draw. He's actually being a babyface now. I could never. I made the comment. I think I was talking to No No Mama in TWO. Oh. I made the no, comment. No, no, yeah, No No Mama. I made the comment to her one time. I said. There's no way, there's no way <laughs> uh, that that Kevin Owens could ever be a babyface. He's always going to be heel in his career. He's a good heel. He's the best at being a heel. But he's actually turned out to be a somewhat of a decent babyface. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm digging it. I, I want to see which way it goes. Shane McMahon, I think he needs to ride off into the sunset for a little bit. Maybe a reappear in a year. But he needs to, dude. He needs to back off, some man. I, I, I agree. He needs to back off, and I've always stood by this saying that there's no reason why Shane McMahon should even put himself in a match. But the talent's not getting it done. He is, and that's a shame to say. I said Shane, not Shane. <laughs> that's a shame to say is that he's got to step in and do that when talent should be doing it, and they're just not doing it. Well, I, I, some of them I don't feel like are getting the right opportunities. I think well, that could they be. could. Give you an example, Apollo Cruz. Apollo Cruz is the most underrated superstar on the roster, in my opinion, right now. I think Apollo Cruz could be utilized a lot more and a lot better. Another one that I've actually he's kind of grown on me in the beginning. I wasn't too crazy about him, but he's, he's starting to grow on me a little bit. And that's Andrade. Yeah. Give him some more opportunity. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. I can see where you're going. I know why you don't like Andrade. <laughs> I, we all why. know why you that's don't like why. I can take him any day and twice on Sunday. Well, yeah, that's besides the point. <laughs> but I, I just think there's other superstars that they, let's move Shane on out of the way. Let's get him out. Uh, Charlotte, speaking of the reason why you don't like Andrade, she defeated Trish Stratus. We all foresaw that coming too. Yeah. Okay. Trish, that was a passing of a torch match for her. Yeah. Okay. Good to do. She did it in her own country. And, and, she basically was like, you know, passing the torch to Charlotte. Like, Charlotte, this is your women's division now. Uh, I, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you something, JR. You're going to like this comment. I made this comment to my wife the other night. Uh, we were watching Rob, and I made the comment to her. I said, uh, and when it comes right down to it, Charlotte is the best superstar in the women's division. Absolutely. Technical wrestler. I mean, it's in her genes. You know yeah. what I mean? It's in her genetic makeup. You know, well, being, she just, I think she just buys in. You know, you buy into the character, you buy into your physical attributes, and whether it's passed down or not through second generation or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, you still have to put in the work and buy into the character, and I think she does. And I, I saw a backstage interview with Charlotte, and you know, she broke character and was like, "Hey, that, you know, it, it was an honor to fight Trish, and like you said, passing the tor- torch." So. Uh, big big props still and continually doing good for Charlotte and whether she's babyface or heel, 
she'll pat you know she'll give credit where credit's due. And Trish right. put on a show yeah. for for being out of the ring for quite a while. So. Absolutely. Well, here's a match that actually kind of lived up to its hype a little bit, but I wasn't sure about the ending. What's um, going on with that? Yeah, Kofi Kingston <laughs> and Randy Orton ended in a double countout. Well, I think what really got Kofi Kingston's goat was the fact that Randy Orton, I believe, I don't know if he said, he looked in the direction of Kofi Kingston's family. Really? I didn't see him say anything. I must, I must have, like, turned my head for that quick second because... And that's I, when Kofi went ballistic on him because it was like, all right, you think about us. You and I are sitting about, what, four and a half feet apart from yeah. each other, okay, doing this podcast. And that's about how far away he was from the side of the ring, like, looking over at... Or they were on outside of the ring, in between the ring and the guardrails there. Right. And um, he was looking at... Kofi's family and I don't recall him saying anything but Kofi got up it was like kind of getting up at that point and just went ballistic on him started beating him mercilessly they were fighting with each other outside the ring and they got counted out right um there was booze. I remember there was booze yeah, all over the yeah because the match was good the match right. was really good leading up to that point mm-hmm. and it's just like what the heck happened here man right what happened well this is where I want to need your help because I couldn't my son wouldn't watch it I had to like Fast forward because I didn't. Let's be honest. I get up early in the mornings. I didn't get to watch all of SummerSlam. I had to finish watching it on Monday afternoon before Raw. I started watching it again. I came up to the part with the Fiend Bray Wyatt against Finn Balor, and my son, who's only four, said, "It's scared, Daddy. Scares is scaring me. I don't, Daddy. I don't want to watch." So I had to skip through it because he likes to watch wrestling. Oh yeah, he didn't want to watch that anyway. So you saw this all go down, though. I saw this magnificent. Tell me, Jr. I saw this magnificent transformation. From Bray Wyatt, Wyatt family to Bray Wyatt the Fiend, and if we had an applause button, can we hit the applause button? Like you get a sound effect, like I can, I'll insert. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we need to like double down on that because if WWE has done anything right for the past m- this summer, they delivered this perfect. The music, the way he came out, slow, it was creepy, it was methodic. The lantern he had. I don't know if you saw the lantern he had. I did. I caught a glimpse of it. It was his old face with the mouth opened up and the light was shining through the mouth, but it was like his like he was carrying a severed head. Like his old head. Like he had cut off. Oh um, wow. Yeah, remember that segment in the Firefly Funhouse where he cut off his head? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I guess kind of played into is that the lantern was his head and his eyes were so shut. It was like some creepy saw type thing. And it I mean, it was delivered perfectly matched. Big props to both of them. They played it off really well. You can see in the match where Bray was playing into his character so well. The Fiend was, was there, but he kind of, I guess, had difficulty doing some things because he didn't want to do that. You know, in the Firefly Funhouse, you're a big watcher of that. Yeah, where yeah. He's like, Oh, well, you know, the fiend is this, but I'm this way. You know, you can see him trying to, like, fighting with himself. You know, the fiend. Right. You know, yeah, okay. Trying to, you know, double on the characters, I guess. But match was perfect. You know, Finn, Finn's leaving for doing whatever he's doing. And uh, he definitely, it started out all Bray Wyatt. Then it went to, you know, the little bit of a comeback for Finn Balor. And then it just, Bray Wyatt. Finn was going to hit the coup de gras, I think it's called. Off the tops and yep, then the coup de gras. and then uh, the fiend moved out of the way, got him with the mandible, mandible claw, and that's how he won the match. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so I still need to watch that. But match. the mu- dude, the music and the way they presented him coming out was, 
I mean, it was brave. It was like um, Wyatt family, but not with the chair. It was slow, methodic. The wrestled with the mask on. It was. Uh, you need to watch. It. All right. Yeah, it's one of the best highlights I think all of this week. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Okay, I've heard a lot of a lot of good stuff about it. Did you know they made some fire like a Firefly Funhouse Fun Kit mm-hmm. sold out in like two hours, three hours, something like that. And there was 500 of them made. WWE has no intention of making anymore. People are they were sold for 50 bucks a piece. I didn't are, have $50, but I would have. <laughs> people are putting them online right now, reselling them on eBay for 250 260 bucks a piece. Crazy. What do you Crazy. think about those type of people? I think they're. I think that's. Uh, they're just not there for you know. They, they, they take advantage of a, of something like that just to benefit their own, make their own back pockets a little bit thicker for just a couple of hours. You know what I mean? That's all they're really doing. Uh, I don't. I don't like them. I'm not crazy about those types of people. But we must press on, Jr. Oh yeah. Seth Rollins, the main event, dude. He did it. He knocked off the beast. He destroyed the beast. And. Did it fairly. Did it fairly. No nut shots. No trickery. Yeah. No trickery. He beat him outright. And, you know, they, uh, to quote Stone Cold from the very next night, he always wondered. Stone Cold, they uh, did. Uh, he was Skyped in to talk about his new show, uh, Straight Up Steve Austin. And Stone Cold weighed in on that match. He put it perfectly. He said, I've been waiting to see who Seth freaking Rollins is for a long time. Right. I hadn't seen this Seth freaking Rollins at all. But Seth freaking Rollins showed up against Brock Lesnar and got the job done. Right. That's why that I, we finally saw Seth freaking Rollins. And so, I, ho- I hope it stays. Uh, yeah. yeah. I hope it sticks, too. So, you know, we go back. Everything was done in Toronto this past week. So, Raw, live from Toronto, kicked off the show with Seth Rollins coming out and talking about his victory over Brock Lesnar. Don't need to be interrupted by AJ Styles. AJ Styles comes out and he's like, hey, you know, congratulations. You defeated Brock Lesnar. You're the universal champion. He basically, in a roundabout way, was like, you know, I want to fight you again. And, AJ, and Seth's like, listen, I did something that you've never done. I've beat Brock Lesnar twice. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of talk some trash. They're like, all right, we're going to have this match later on tonight. So they set that all up. Then you go backstage, you got Sami Zayn back there. He's running his mouth talking about some of the legends and how some of these people, they become stagnant. This, that, and the other. And he all ends true. up. Yeah, all well, true. he ends up running his mouth about Samoa Joe. <laughs> not knowing. He's talking the, the street province. <laughs> he's talking to the street province as he's doing this, not knowing that Samoa Joe's standing behind him. He's talking about how Samoa Joe, like he was all worried about his his buddy, his boo, his boo thing. Yeah. Roman Reigns <laughs> when he got ran by the car. And then he turns around and Joe was like, all right, you know what? We're going to handle this. I'm going to talk this trash. And he, he tried to back out of it. And he shoved him down. And then they have a match. And Samoa Joe just, I mean, makes light work of Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. I was going to say, are you buying in yet? I mean, a couple Still, weeks ago, sh- you weren't there, but... Struggling with it, Jr. Right. I'm struggling with it, man. I want to. I want to see. I'm trying really hard to see these things that you're telling me about. I'm just not seeing them yet. Just not seeing them yet. So, fast forwarding to the Miz and Dolph Ziggler. Now they had their match as they had signed for a week before on Raw. They signed paperwork stating they're going to have a match. The Miz has no issues taking care of Dolph Ziggler. And Dolph Ziggler does the same thing to the Miz. That he did to Goldberg. 
That was, you know, running his mouth as he's laying there on the mat after getting Saying beat. the best wrestler in his family is Maurice. Yes, said the best wrestler <laughs> in your family is Maurice. Dolph, or no, excuse me, Miz goes back down, hits him with a skull crushing finale. Again, wow. just buries him. I mean, I don't even understand. I still can't figure I, out why Dolph's doing this. I kind of like this side of Dolph, really. I mean, I'm not a big Dolph fan, but I like the whole trash talking after the match like he did with Goldberg. Like, yeah. You know, you got lucky this one time. You, you know who's a big Dolph fan? Dolph No, no fan? mama. No, no mama. I no, no mama that. loves her some Dolph. Like I said, she probably uses the same hair products Dolph does. Probably. Yeah, I like this side of Dolph. I hope he continues. Uh, Ricochet. All right, now, they're st- I think they're trying to figure out where to land him. Same thing with Elias, man. They had a match in which Ricochet defeated Elias. But, like, where where are they going to land next? What's going on with Elias? I feel like Elias had his opportunity to go after some championship gold and something happened and he didn't capitalize. I, I don't know what's going on there. Ricochet, I still feel like his own is up and up, but I'm like you. I think that he would do better if he teamed with Aleister Black and went after the tag championships because, like I said, to be honest, in my personal opinion, except for heavy machinery, tag team division is stale. I agree. Stale. Viking Raiders, psh, who are they? We'll talk about them, though, in a little bit because they're somebody, clearly. Um, Andrade, Rey Mysterio. I think they finally put this baby to bed. About time. Two out of three falls match. Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio. Okay, and two out of three falls. Rey Rey Mysterio is not sure what he wants to do with the rest of his career. Uh, He's talking about concentrating on his family. From what I understand, his son, I think his name is Dominic. Dominic. Dominic is... In WWE developmental right now, yes. they're hoping to have him on the roster by 2020. Hey. Uh, I can well, I can see them carrying the storyline out, like maybe losing consecutive matches all over the place for like a year, and then say, "Hey, I think I'm ready to hang it up." And then Dominic comes out and is like, "Hey, no, that ain't happening." Well, that, that that's a possibility. Good know. possibility. You have a very creative mind I when do, it comes I to uh, comes to WWE Jr. So I think that's a. But definitely. I get myself in trouble sometimes. I think over. No, there's no such thing as over-creative. I think it's just creative. Oh. I don't think there's over-creativity. I think there's some things, it's like, you know what, I wish it would have happened that way. Oh, man, I've got something that definitely has happened at the end of this show that I thought was going to happen on SummerSlam, but we'll get to that. Okay, all right. Well, Drew McIntyre finally settled the score with Cedric Alexander. The way that match ended, Drew, you know, annihilated Cedric and was like basically... Kicked his head off. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Uh, I think he's he's he's, basi- he's basically saying like, dude, I'm done with you now. It's time for something else. Bobby Roode or Robert Roode, excuse me, he's not Bobby Roode anymore. <laughs> Robert Roode defeated No Way Jose, and that's uh, and, and two again two mid card guys that are still trying. I mean, and Bobby Roode, uh, uh, Robert Roode has held championship gold, yeah. United States championship gold. No Way Jose hasn't held anything except for Maracas in a Congo line. <laughs> I'm not crazy about that character, Jr. No way, Jose. It was fun in NXT, but it just it doesn't as fit you on can the main tell part. with like Adam Cole that had the what was it the party train or something like the rosebuds. Yes, Adam Cole tried to do it. No way, Jose. It just it just doesn't work. I'm not feeling it, man. So we'll see what happens when all that comes up. That's not. I think that's like a, a road to nowhere yeah. for them, those two right there. That match is just seeing who can, who they can build the brand around a little bit more because you know they, they've only really got the brand built around like 
maybe a dozen superstars, maybe less than that, like like a half dozen superstars. So 24-7 championship. The Revival was supposed to be having a match with the Lucha House Party, and it got broken up by R-Truth and the 24-7 champions, and just the whole melee that ensued there. So the Revival defeated R-Truth to become the 24-7 champions. R-Truth turned around and defeated the Revival to win it back. Man backstage, Elias attacked R-Truth to win the 24-7 championship, and I believe Elias still You mean to tell it. me R-Truth does not have the 24-7 championship belt? I'm afraid not, JR. Oh my God. Because I believe I'm fairly certain that Elias has it. shame, and it... I don't even have words to put into a sentence right now how disgraceful that is. Our, so upset. R-Truth should be the main holder of 24-7. He keeps it entertaining. He keeps he it fresh. Him but, and, hey, him and uh, Drake Maverick. Well, hey, the only way to go is up from here, I think, still with that, if they even can go up more than yeah. what they already have. So, it, uh, like you, let it drag out. Yeah, just happens. watch it for yeah. some entertainment. It's side, it's side show. So, very coming up right after that, Becky Lynch, or excuse me, Natalia, yep. comes out, sling on her arm. It was a year to the day yeah. that she lost her dad. Yeah. And she was giving a nice little heartfelt speech talking about her dad, talking about how her arm was messed up. You know, she didn't tap out. So, you know, she has a dislocated elbow, something. I don't remember exactly what it was she was talking about. Um, and then it's and like you said was going to happen, JR. One out day comes. Later. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks, the boss return. Comes out. Oh, everybody's cheering. She's loving it. She I'm gives her little boss rings to some kids ringside. Yep. Jumps in the ring. Gives a nice heartfelt hug to Natalia and like points is like, your dad's proud of you. Yep. It's kind of mouth, you know, says that to her in the middle of the ring. Then she walks over towards the side of the ring, acting like she's gonna grab a microphone and and, and what happens? She pops Natalia right in the face. Dude. <laughs> Total flourage for a little while there. I expected a heel turn if Sasha oh, yeah. ever came back. Yep. I didn't know it was going to happen like that, man. Dude, that, to, I, I didn't think it was going to happen at all when she pointed up to the sky. And yeah. you know, we can only assume that she says something about Natalia's dad. Yes. You know, by doing that, you're like, Sasha's baby face. Cool. Baby face right. still, I yeah. Was cheering for her and everything. But not exactly. That's the how they got us. Well, Becky Lynch <laughs> saw it, and let me back up just a little bit. Becky Lynch was interviewed backstage in the midst of everything else that had gone on already on Raw, and said that she was out to right a bunch of wrongs. That anybody that had done her dirty, she was going to get them back. This, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Well, I guess she's going to start with Sasha Banks because she saw Sasha. She saw this go down. Here comes Becky Lynch. Goes to attack Sasha Banks. Ends up badly for Becky Lynch because she took a brutal beating with a chair. I mean, Sasha beat her blue. As blue as Sasha's hair was. Because you think she came out with a wig on. Purple wig. Yeah. And when she punched Natty in the face, she pulled that purple wig off and threw it out. And that first happened, I was like, oh my God, it fell off. (laughs) That's not supposed to happen. But then I rewatched it. I was like, yeah, she actually took it off. Yeah, she took it (laughs) off. Yeah, she has blue hair now. So I guess this is like a... A heel turn that, you know, we'll see what happens with all of that. Take all that, right. Bailey. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, man, Viking Raiders defeated some some no-name local talent, Carter Mason and Sebastian Suave. Yeah, I like that name. Suave. Sebastian Suave. 
Uh, the Viking Raiders, man, like they're spoon feeding these opponents, just like they did to Braun. We've talked about this same old song and dance. It's making the Viking Raiders look boring to me. Sorry, hey, boring to me. I'm with you on that. Uh, women's Tag Team Championship, though. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defeated the Kabuki Warriors. I'm not on the train, the Kabuki train right now. I am on this Alexa Bliss Nikki Cross train. I'm liking it. What you think, JR? Uh, definitely a little bit different than what we're used to seeing out of Alexa Bliss considering she always stabs her friends in the back and considering she's tag champions with Nikki Cross and kind of staying on top. Well, you're not crazy about the Kabuki Warriors due to the I fact mean, you're not I, crazy about their management. I think. Well, well their management, I mean, let's be honest, everybody. Paige is not a manager type person. She was good, I think, as a general manager. And I, if I remember right, I was in the, uh, I was in the truck one time. You and... No No Mama were talking about Paige. Uh-huh. And No No Mama was like, I can't believe she was manager, and it just sets a bad example for all the other little girls. I actually thought she was okay as a manager because she has that aura around her that what she says goes, and that's what I think you need. But as far as being a valet or a team manager for two, no offense, for two women who can't speak a lick of English, um... I just didn't buy it, and I honestly thought last week when they had this whole triple tag team elimination match with the Iconics and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, I thought they were going to win. But, hey, I mean, a couple more matches out of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross would probably have me on the train. Okay, all right. Well, I just don't want Nikki and Alexa to implode. I'm afraid. I thought they were going to have them implode at some point. They haven't. So I'm going I'm to ride that bandwagon until the wheels fall yeah, off. Yeah, I'm not going to jump the gun and just say it's going to happen. I'm just going to enjoy it. It's a good way to be sometimes when it comes to that type of stuff. Universal Champion Seth Rollins started a match with AJ Styles, which ended in disqualification because the OC, talking about Anderson and Gallows, could not stay out of the ring, even after the referee threw them out of, you know, threw them away from being ringside. Yeah. Told them to get out. They couldn't be ringside anymore. And jumped in the ring and attacked Seth Rollins. Started beating on Seth Rollins rather good. I mean, it was getting pretty intense there for a little while when they were getting ready to put Seth Rollins up in the Styles Clash from the top rope. I thought they were getting ready to mock. When, when that was going down, I thought he was going to do a power bomb from the top rope to mock the Shield. Really? I thought that's what was about to happen. <laughs> that was cool. But that's not how it went down. Do you know how it went down, JR? You know what? I didn't catch this in this match, but I believe your guy, the one you've been looking for for the last week or two, showed up. And I don't remember who that guy is, but maybe you can help me out with his isn't it a roar he does or something. Roar! Yeah. There it is. Braun Strowman came out and started cleaning house. But not before Ricochet made an appearance to try and assist with AJ Styles or with Seth Rollins. Because, you know, Ricochet and AJ just had a match the night before at SummerSlam. Ricochet ran out there, assisted in some in some effects, but also got beat down by the OC, and that's when Strowman made his appearance and just cleaned house. Okay? And then one thing that showed a little bit of respect, and I hope that this respect will be returned at some point by Seth Rollins in the form of a championship match, is Seth, or Braun, got out of the ring, went and got the Universal Championship belt, took it into the ring, and handed it back 
to Seth Rollins. You think that, that was out of respect? That was complete respect. You don't think that was saying, I'm going to hand you your title now, but at Clash of Champions, I'm going to take that title from you? I don't think so, JR. I don't, don't think, think so. so. No, because I see this whole thing going now because AJ Styles and Braun Strowman have a United States Championship match coming up at Raw next week. Hmm. I think that's I think that's the storyline for now. Okay. I think it's the storyline for now. For now. For now. But things could be different. It got another what? Two, three more weeks till. Clash of Champions. Clash of Champions. Yeah. Yeah. I think honestly, but Clash of Champions time. is a month from today. Uh, it's Braun. September fifteenth. Braun time. You think I, so? I, it, dude, it's. I think we talk about this too much. It's just. No, we can't talk about it enough. Yeah, well... It's got to be time. Here's my thing. I'm not going to be happy until I see a Braun <laughs> Strowman-Bray Wyatt feud. No, you I'm could be. Not, I want it. Dude, I want it so bad. I hope it happens at WrestleMania. Dude, I want it in the worst way. You have no that would clue. Be, that would be a good WrestleMania match. Your, more than your I like... creative mind is coming out. I like it. Well, I'm just saying, more than I like relations with my wife. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love those. Uh, but who, right Gary behind that would be a Bray Wyatt. Gary, if you're listening, he really doesn't mean it. I can tell by the look on his face. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you get what I'm saying. I really want to see that. So early time will tell, and we'll see what unfolds next week on a Raw. But SmackDown just the other night, you know, things kind of unfolded a little bit there, a little fallout from SummerSlam. Yeah. Starting with Kevin Owens. Good. Out, talking about how, you know, he's still around, he's still there. Only to have Shane Mann come out and find Kevin Owens $100,000 for putting his hands Whoa. on a referee. Yeah. Because just the other night at SummerSlam, Elias was ringside and he threw Elias down on the ground like a rag doll. And he said, you know what, Shane, or Shane's like, you're being fined $100,000 for putting your hands on a referee. Kevin Owens is like, man, listen, $100,000 to you is, you know, another car. Yeah. But $100,000 to me is feeding my wife and kids, you know? Yeah, Putting a roof I, over their head. I liked him doing that, too, because it showed yet another sign of that blue-collar, mm-hmm. you know, blue-chipper type character of him. Well... And sticking up for the for the man who ain't got $100,000. Yeah, so then he goes backstage, and he chases Shane kind of backstage. Shane's like, you put your hands on me, it's going to go from one hundred to $500,000. i will end up, you know, breaking you, blah, 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 I'll sue you, blah, blah, blah. So Kevin was like... All right, fine. Why don't you make it 105000 and smashes a TV and leaves? <laughs> I thought that was rather funny. But then Charlotte, Charlotte ended up having a match after she beat Trish Stratus at SummerSlam. She has a match with Ember Moon, who lost to Bailey, which Charlotte reigned victorious. She's trying to get herself back on top of the mountain. Respectfully so. It's Charlotte Flair. She's a great wrestler. Ember Moon, another one of those that it's like I was talking about a few minutes ago. With Monday Night Raw and Bobby Roode having, uh, like, he, or was it Bobby Roode? I don't Robert, remember who Robert I said Roode. it was about. Robert Roode. No, 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 no. Who was I talking Elias. That's who I was talking about. It's like they, they missed. They had their opportunity, and they let it get by them. I feel like Ember Moon has had some opportunities to, to prove herself, and she's, she's fallen into a mediocre spot. Yeah. I hate it because I like her. Yeah. But I, I just think that's kind of where she's fallen. So... We'll see where she goes from there. Um, not a whole lot by way of SmackDown that I was. SmackDown wasn't like wow to me the other night. Uh, Roman Reigns had his match with Buddy Murphy, which to me I think was probably the best match of the night. Oh yeah. You know Roman Reigns, Buddy Murphy fought it out, hashed it out, 
just to uh, have Roman Reigns come out victorious, which we all knew was going to happen. But it was still one of those matches. It's like, hey, Buddy Murphy proved that he can hang with the big boys. Yeah, I mean, he's a great wrestler, I think. Yeah, he is. He seems to be. Uh, I haven't watched him too much, but I want to pay closer attention to him now. Uh, in the midst of all this, though, I want to say it was it was either before or after that match, uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan came out and addressed the accusation that Buddy Murphy made, saying Rowan was the one that attacked Roman Reigns. And they said that is outright lies. Mm. Buddy Murphy is a liar. And I, I think it was before the match because after the match was over, Corey Graves made the comment that it's like, he may be a liar, but that match was 100% truth. He is 100% the truth, you know, like that type of thing. So um, that he went on the record for, or excuse me, Rowan went on the record for saying he didn't have anything to do with attacking Roman. After that match was over, though, Rowan and Rowan, I can't get his, his name out. Daniel Bryan went to the locker room, cleared out the rock room, and, you know, basically attacked Buddy Murphy for... Making him making those accusations. This Buddy Murphy guy, he's just getting beat down. He <laughs> is every week. I guess he is. I don't know if this is like initiation time for him or something. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like you're not gonna be in a title picture unless you get beaten down. Like that's exactly what I'm thinking. Like right now is that this whole thing is initiation time. You get beaten up by Roman, the big dog. Then you get beaten up by the new Daniel Bryan and Roman. Uh, what's next? What happens what's next? next yeah. <laughs> Somebody puts him in the trash can and runs in the <laughs> trash can. We'll see. But so another thing that was happening backstage was uh, Shane McMahon was discussing on the phone someone about what happened with Kevin Owens and then got interviewed. And during the interview, here comes Samoa Joe talking about how he's you know ready. He's going to get in the ring. He'll help take care of Kevin Owens or Shane McMahon. And Shane McMahon went ahead and put the uh, Elias out of the ring as a special guest outside enforcer. Um, Joe actually came out because Joe Joe was looking like he was turning. It's like I said last week, turning into a baby face. I was gonna say, I thought Joe was gonna be baby face. Yeah, well, he went on the record and was like, "Listen, I don't like any of you, and I hate everybody, and this place sucks." And he just, you know, basically, he's like, "No, I'm still a heel. Don't don't try to like me because Dang I don't it, like Joe. you. <laughs> don't try to like me because I don't like you." Basically, what he did, and he ended up winning that match. Uh, due to the fact that Kevin Owens didn't really have much of a leg to stand on. All the cards were stacked against him. Samoa Joe won. Yeah. Now, the Revival and Randy Orton had a match against the New... Or it was supposed to be just the Revival against the New Day. Because the Revival was upset the night before that their match against the Lucha House Party got disrupted because of the 24-7 champions. And they felt like they had degraded themselves by becoming 24-7 champion co-champions for a short period of time. They felt like they had degraded themselves. They needed to prove that they were still worthy enough of tag team gold. So they challenged the New Day, which ended up being the Revival and Randy Orton against the New Day. And, well, the entire New Day with Kofi Kingston involved, too. Right. And Randy Orton sent a message after that match was over to the entire New Day by hitting each one of them a couple different times with the RKO. So that story is not over yet, huh? No, it's not over it yet. It to be. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I think Clash of Champions, we're going to see... Some more from that, but Daniel Bryan and Rowan were backstage sitting in the locker room when Roman Reigns walks in, and he's like, "You should apologize to us. You should apologize to us." This is what Daniel Bryan's saying to uh, Roman Reigns for the accusation. Roman doesn't say a word; he's just standing there the whole time. And at one point, he takes his 
He has a towel on his shoulder, and he goes starts to put it down. And Daniel Bryan and Rowan look at him. And Daniel Bryan's like, whoa, man, before this gets physical and you end up hurt really bad, let me just tell you that we've done some investigating of our own, and we're going to tell you next week who your attacker was. Hmm. What do you think about that, JR? Uh, didn't catch that, but that does sound interesting now. So it kind of gives you a little cliffhanger for next week. Huh. Uh, SmackDown. That's- Definitely <laughs> something interesting that I'm paying attention to. Um, I Daniel Bryan was my suspect, okay? Yep. Daniel Bryan was my suspect, but I've got a new suspect. I want you to notice that on Raw or SmackDown, there was no mention of the Fiend. I think it's Bray Wyatt. I think so. I think Bray Wyatt's the one that's been trying to gun down Roman Reigns. I think that the Fiend has something against Roman Reigns. I think that it's the Fiend. That's my new That's my new person. Well, that's interesting. I don't quite have a new person in mind because, like I said, I, I didn't catch this segment of SmackDown. So. Right after, it was right after the Randy Orton uh, hit them all with the, all the RKOs and everything like that. I got to think about that one. Think about it, okay? I'll Keep get that back, in your mind. Yeah, I'll get back next week with that. All right, good deal. Now, that kind of sums up everything that we normally talk about. JR, is there anything we missed? Anything going on that uh, we need, needs to be brought to our attention? I've got some interesting backstage news if okay. you, you want to hear it. I do. Um, officials say that they won't promote the theme because they don't want to ruin him and make him, I guess, as uh, Sami Zayn would say, stagnant. They want to surprise everybody. What do you think? I mean, what do you think about that? Do you think they I, should I promote can, them or they don't? I mean, I can get behind that. I, I think, I think that, yeah, I can, I can see that. That's why I'm saying I think that this, without him being, you know, mentioned on Raw or SmackDown, that's why I'm thinking he's the one that went after Roman Reigns. I also read uh, about a week ago that the Fiend has never showed up on SmackDown. Only Bray Wyatt has. True. The Fiend's only been on Raw, so you think they, they might do, like, he might stay Bray Wyatt on SmackDown, or you think they just, I mean... Like an alter ego kind of thing? Yeah. He's one person on one show, like one person on the Maybe he next? wrestles as Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Kind of like a Mankind Dude Love Cactus Jack Nick Foley kind of thing. Could be. He could have a whole other character he could bring to SmackDown. True. It's very true. But, moving on, Buddy Murphy was actually never intended to be in this whole storyline. Really? I understand. Uh... He was actually, and, and me and the champ, David EKO, and our TWO group actually were talking about this. When that first incident happened that Roman was a part of, where the forklift magically knocked something over on him, there was somebody in the background wearing a, a black sweatshirt that just happened to walk by. It looked like Roman at first, but then apparently it was Buddy Murphy. So that's why he's in this whole storyline. So this storyline between all of them I don't think is going to end next week. Even, I think, okay. I think it continues for a good while. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, two more things. Seth Rollins is slated to wrestle at Clash of Champions against your man, Braun Strowman. Really? Oh, yeah. That's why you're saying that. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. And one last thing you might be surprised of. Vince McMahon praised Paul Heyman for SummerSlam. As he should. As he should. I totally I, agree. Paul Heyman's my guy. It's funny because like my son and I will play. I'm sure you do it with your kids. We'll play wrestling with each other, and we have to be characters. And he's Seth Rollins. He's got this cha- little title belt, 
and I have to be Paul Heenan. And I have to go in his room, and I'm like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> my name is Paul. And then he comes and runs around the corner and like comes like he's attacking me, and I go, I'm just the advocate. I'm just the advocate. <laughs> like that, you know, to kind of You have to take a video of that now. I'll, I'll see if right? I can get that you on video. set yourself up to where you need to post that in our I'll, I'll see about doing that, JR. We'll see. But is that all the backstage news you got? That's uh, pretty much it. Okay, now here's something I want you to tell me a little bit about. We texted back and forth about uh, a gentleman. Uh, what, what, this guy, he's in independent uh, wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about this guy a little bit, okay? So, I, I've known this guy. He, he's not a close friend. Uh, we, we don't talk all the time. But he is an independent wrestler for, it's called NEW, new. New Championship Wrestling. Uh, a v- he's been a VCW champion, and they're all independent prom- independent promotions in Virginia. His name's Benjamin Banks. He's actually part of a, of a uh, the, it's called the Golden Pinky Society. Ooh, yeah, where they stick their pinkies up. It's it's quite funny. It's a good skit, but he is actually going to be joining us. I think via either phone call or he may even make the trip down here on the 29th edition of WWE Mentality. Okay, on the 29th. Okay, 29th. so either we can get him on the phone or he'll be here in person. But either way. I'm still trying to work it out, okay. but he has agreed to do a edition of WW Mentality with us. Okay. And uh, I'm super excited to know what it's actually like on the indie scene. Well, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. You know, I, I'm going to do a little bit more research on it because I haven't really had an opportunity to do any. Uh, but I'm glad that you're, you know, one thing I got to praise you on, JR, is your. Your commitment to the podcast. Oh, I love it. Your willingness to be out here and come and do this. And and just your passion for all of this has been great. It's it's always good when we can sit here and have a good conversation about something that we really like, something that we're really we really care about or involved with, and, and be able to put out a good a good show like we like to do. And, and one so, thing I want to say too is that you know we've added in our in our group of uh, Team WWBX and on our Facebook page, we've added a couple new guys. Uh, and those new guys have stressed to me that it's it's been quite difficult for them either all their lives or in their you know teenage lives to admit that they like wrestling you know it's it's hard sometimes and, and i'm sure you know this yeah. too it's like we do this podcast and we talk about wrestling all the time and we only do that now because honestly for lack of better terms we don't care what people think now i don't i and, really and, don't and i told you i think a couple of weeks ago that i needed to go on a raid on, on something like i need to get something off my chest yes yes and i didn't do that because i didn't think it was the right time but when these people these grown men came to me and said i'm so glad i'm in your group that y'all have had a lot you've allowed us to be in here and it's it's good to be around other people who love wrestling because it's a it, it's a shame i guess to say but listen here folks you're hearing it first from me, a 28-year-old. I've watched wrestling since I was probably nine. HCP, aka Justin, has probably done the same. Yep, that's and accurate. it's and kids, if you're listening, parents who have kids that enjoy watching wrestling, let them be a wrestler. Let their creativity come out. Don't be ashamed. Don't be, you know, don't feel like you're being bullied or anything. Wrestling, it's it's fake, but it's not fake, and you know, the glitz and gra- glamour or whatever. Let, let them do what they want to do as kids. Let them like what they want to like. And if they get picked on, just call Stephanie and Triple H, and they'll come lay the smack down on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't know for sure. But, but seriously, it, it's good to be in this group. It's good to have this podcast. It's good to be around, you know, you and all the other guys in our group that just love, that purely love 
the art of wrestling, the, the storytelling, and everything that comes into play. And to some people, it's just like, oh, well, how do you like wrestling? It's fake. You don't get hit with chairs, like real chairs, and go through real tables. Well, but, I mean, you, but you do. But you're you getting do hit with a real and, chair. You're going through and, a real table. That's why it was but so it's choreographed. Well, that's why it was so important to to get in contact with uh, Mr. Banks. That way, we can actually hear from his end of what it actually feels like to get hit with a chair right. or go through a table. So, yes, wrestling is real. It is choreographed. It is planned out. Uh, as you're, far as the ending, hits are real. but. The, the hits are real. Ask Becky Lynch because she got hit in the head with a chair on Monday night accidentally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but she yeah she got beat with a chair. She brutally. got beat with a chair, and I can guarantee you, uh, if you're in a, ever at an event and you hear a table or you hear a chair, they're not fake. They're not styrofoam they're, or anything like metal. that. They're Good they're chair. they are metal chairs. So, you know, that's what I had to get off my chest. I, I enjoy being in this group. Thank you for letting me be a part of oh, WWE mentality. I drive my kids nuts with this. I wrestle with them all the time. They have no idea why I'm even wrestling with them. But you know, maybe when they grow, maybe when they grow up, they'll finally figure out like, oh yeah, dad was in love with WWE. Yeah, that's that's and awesome. It absolutely man. drives my wife nuts that I know so much, and I and like you said, my creative mind is just so far out there. And you know, I'll be saying stuff, and then it'll actually happen on TV. And she's like, how did you know that? I was like, well, you know, this is what happens when you watch it. Yeah, you, know? you, you, it just you can almost guess what's going to happen next. But, see, but yet, don't, don't be ashamed of being a WWE no, fan. Heck no. Heck or any no. wrestling. Well, that's going to that's gonna do it for us today, uh, JR. We're going to do things again next Thursday, the 22nd. Um, we're going to have to move it up a little bit, though. I think we discussed. I think I that's need... uh, back to school. Is that back to school? I think so. Well, regardless, yeah. Um, I think we're going to try to get this thing because we had to push it back today. I had somewhere to be. JR had somewhere to be. Um, so we pushed it back to podcast back a little bit tomorrow. Next week, we've got to move it up a little bit okay. uh, due to the fact that I've got somewhere else I've got to be later on that evening. and i got to go to Virginia, blah, 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 blah. So I'm going to get into all of that. But, uh, JR, thank you for joining me again on this episode of WWE Mentality. And uh, it's, it's always a pleasure. And, again, I'm happy to be here. With you, my uh, my oldest son Jackson, the silent assassin. Silent assassin Jackson. Steadily watching some oh, Spike hits three. Spike hits three. You know what this? Boy, which one is it? Oh, uh, doesn't Spike Kids no number Spike coming kids, out twenty twenty five. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Wes. As I always like to say, uh, we're going to wrap things up and uh, just keep slamming and stay wonderful. All right, we're out. <laughs>